Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm delighted to have this conversation this morning because I've got Ann Coates, who I adore from Creative Arts Workshop, and the fabulous, beautifully talented Nico Whedon, who has brought a level of sophisticated art expression and thought to New Haven, and I appreciate that greatly. You are making us very sophisticated, my dear, and, uh, and I'm appreciating that. So listen, they don't got together and collaborating on some stuff. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. So Creative Arts Workshop in partnership with the Building Fund. Do I say building? It's building. B-L-D-G. Yeah, yeah, the Building Fund. You got it. Building Fund. It's thrilled to announce the open call for Made Visible, Freedom Dreams, the newest iteration of an ex- exhibition series piloted in 2020 that invites Connecticut-based artists of color to develop site-specific window installations addressing the issues of our times. So I'm excited. So, okay, so start from the beginning. How did this connection happen? How did this partnership happen? It started with conversation, really. Um, This is the town for conversation, I must say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The truth is, Nico, we met, what, four years ago? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. So we started talking then uh, about how we might collaborate. And then we put our heads together a little more closely last fall um, just to talk about what might be possible. Um, I think the future of Creative Arts Workshop, which has been around for 61 years, um, depends on collaborations, really. Um, if we're going to serve the community in the way that we want to, we need to collaborate with people outside the four walls of that building on mm-hmm. Audubon Street. So, Nico, tell tell me about tell me about your vision for this. Tell me about the thinking. Tell me about the building fund, and and how all this is part of a a bigger mission. Sure. Yeah. So, the building fund is myself and my partner in life and love and all things, Malik Lewis, um, who's in the other room with our child who is screaming. So, if you hear that, that's what's going on. The building I, fund. I hear, I hear nothing. Building. Nothing. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. So, really, the building fund was founded in 2020. Um, although the conversations kind of leading up to that go back to, you know, us getting back together in 2016. Um, and, you know, essentially it's like kitchen table conversations around how we really serve the communities that we're both a part of, but that we also want to see thrive and flourish, right? So we're thinking about creative communities, like really broadly. So not just artists, but people with ideas. <laughs> so that could be your neighbor. It could be, you know, someone that you work with uh, in one capacity, but they have a hobby in another space. Um, and so really thinking through how to bring creativity to the table with as many resources and people and minds on it as possible. Um, and so we officially founded in 2020 and like very shortly thereafter, phone call from Anne that was like, let's get some coffee. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't feel transactional at all. It was like, I want to know what you're up to. And I think I really appreciate those types of invitations. And so, yeah, over the last year or so, we've just continued to have coffee and more and more, I think, our kind of ideas around who the creative communities are and how we might better serve them together um, just keep coming up. And so for me, this project really is kind of the embodiment 
of a slow relationship that we've been building over time. Um, that feels really good. Mm. And I mean, I mean, it seems like the time is right because everybody in the arts world from theater to musicians to, to uh, uh, museums are having these conversations about art equity, equity and inclusion. And so this seems timely right on the heels of, of those big declarations that arts institutions were making around, well, are we gonna, we're going to BIPOC and we're going to do all the things and, <laughs> and uh, uh, during the pandemic. And, and I'm starting to sort of, I still see the fervor for that, but I'm starting to see it wane a little bit. So this is quite timely. So talk about uh, uh, the, the rationale or the thinking around um, reaching out and making this a BIPOC uh, installation of sorts. Shall I, okay. shall I lead off? And yes, go, Ms. Coates, go. So the idea, so the wonderful thing about this collaboration, um, first of all, I think it's about relationship and not reaction. And we're sort of leading with that. Um, so when Create, Creative Arts Workshop shut down like everybody did in March of 2020, um, we realized that we still had an opportunity in our exhibition space, which has this glass wall that fronts um, Audubon Street to continue to program, even though we were all at home. And we came up with this idea of using that and using the platform that is that Creative Arts Workshop has to bring forward um, work and voices that perhaps had not historically been represented at CAW. And so we put out a call in 2020 for work um, by artists of color to exhibit in that space. And actually Nico was on the jury of that first um, exhibition, right? And then the idea just kept going and I made a commitment that we were going to do that exhibition or some variation thereof every year in February. So that, that let us put a toe in the water together with the building fund. I love Nico, it. I'm going to let you take it. Totally. Yeah, and I mean, I would say, like, and I'm speaking for me, the person, Nico Whedon, right? Because I do a lot of different things in different spaces. And I agree with you, Babs, that there has been a current <laughs> or like a, a shift in people's kind of, you know, both their like personal focus, their philanthropic focus, all the ways that Black communities, communities of color in this moment, um, yeah, are being resourced in the ways that we like have wanted to be and needed to be and deserve to be resourced all along. And so I think for Building Fund, it's less about, this moment and more about responding to all of the systems that make it such that people of color, creatives of color, don't necessarily feel that they have access to the resources to kind of bring their ideas to scale or to community, right? And so I think for us, it's very much like just doubling down on the thing that we know to be true, which is that so much creativity and innovation comes from communities of color and whether or not we're able to see it is about perception and perspective, right? And so I think What's really exciting, you know, as Anne mentioned, is like thinking about Audubon Street as being the hub of New Haven, well, one of the hubs of New Haven's arts districts. And yeah, wanting to see more people that look like us really inhabit that space, own that space, see themselves reflected in that space, if it is going to be, you know, an arts district of by and for New Haven. And so Anne is the perfect person to think about this with because she was already making gestures and kind of, you know, thinking about how to be critical about the street and the boundary between the street and the institution. And so we just see this project as a way to really kind of bring some of those ideas home. I love it. So tell me about the, the theme um, 
freedom dreams. What tell me about what that means and where's where's it from? Yeah. So um freedom dreams, you know, I, I'm gonna credit Robin DG Kelly, author, professor, um, who's author of Freedom Dreams, The Black Radical Imagination. I'm sure it exists, you know, in culture in a couple of different ways, but for me that's how I'm I'm citing it. Um and it's really about you know, looking kind of historically at social movements and the roles of creatives and communities of color in those movements, but specifically like the role of artists um, as visionaries, as leaders in our communities. And so originally, you know, there's an exhibition that I did, was it earlier this year? Time is crazy. Time is so crazy. It was earlier this year <laughs> um, at the Samuel Dorsky Museum, um, which is in New Paltz. And you know, it was a really short exhibition, but it was really fun to kind of dive into this sense of like, what would artists build if they had a blank canvas, you know, as opposed to necessarily looking at history and saying like, this is all the stuff that's broken. Let's try and fix it. It's like, what are our visions for utopia? What are our visions for um, a world that is all those things that you said, that is inclusive, accessible, um, representative of all of our diverse communities. And so really building a space with artists at the center who are making some bold proclamations about what that looks like. And so I kind of left that exhibition like wanting more, right? Because it was short, um, because it was far from home, right? And I was like, what are the artists in New Haven contributing to this conversation? Because I know they are. What are the artists in the region contributing to this conversation? Um, and so Anne was really open enough to say, you know, why don't we continue the conversation here at Creative Arts Workshop? It's a conversation we're already also considering um, and how might we use the window as a kind of space to experiment. And so that's really how, you know, the theme kind of went from reading a book a couple of years ago, being really affirmed, right? And saying like, I'm, yes, like artists are the people that are out here that are helping us to envision the alternative to like the shit show that is the reality that we've inherited. How do we follow them? Like, how do we walk in step with artists into the future and build the world that we want to live in? Um, so for me, that's like how the theme manifests but it's also open. We'll see what people come up with in this open call. I'm really excited to see what artists suggest. I love it. So, Anne, you got a, you put out an open call and mm-hmm. and an open call means submit, submit your proposal, submit your idea, submit. Now, is this for new artists, any artists, people who call themselves artists who might not know they're artists but could be artists? And And what are you... What do you hope that you'll see? Do you have, or are you even thinking about what you'll see? Just like, oh, we'll see what we see. Talk, tell me a little bit about who who is this? Who can do this? And and what do you hope to get? Ultimately, I think I hope we get way more than we can imagine, because that, to me, shows the promise of the future. My hope is that the work with the building fund doesn't end with this exhibition, but it actually continues for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Um, as it iterates, as we explore, and as we use, I sort of see Creative Arts Workshop as a platform, as a place, and as this container. And you can't see my whole body, but I'm making the, I'm making this, I'm holding a big container. And our job is to hold the container, keep it open, keep it not cracked, right? Um, so that things can happen. And so 
one of the things that happened with the first open call for um, Made Visible back in 2020 is that it introduced us to artists with whom Creative Arts Workshop had no relationship before. And, and we continued that relationship even if they didn't make it into the first exhibition. Maybe they made it into the second one or maybe they, maybe they became teachers. Maybe they became thought partners. And that's what I hope happens. At, you know, CAW, I see as uh, a couple of things. One, it's a place to create art. It's a place to exhibit art and it's a place to engage in that. And that's what makes us unique. We show it, we make it, we talk about it. Um, it's sort of, I don't have preconceived notions about what comes out of this. Um, but I wonder, can I hand this to Nico for a second? Nico, you said something the other day that was so beautiful about the sort of deinstitutionalization that we're making possible here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what I said because, you know, I'd be talking, but um, <laughs> I think that, I do that I all think the time. <laughs> I think, you know, the premise of it, right, is that I think especially for a lot of emerging artists, and this hopefully gets to your question too, Babs, is like, I think for a lot of emerging artists, there is this tension with institutions, right? It's like, we don't know how to exist in relation to institutionalized space. We don't understand the bureaucratic processes, you know, of how we're either included or excluded. And so I think a big part of what this project hopes to do is like make all of that transparent, right? So from the kind of installation of the projects themselves. So thinking about, you know, what it means to walk by a space that's empty one day and the next day, all of a sudden an exhibition is up, but you have no idea how that happened. We're really trying to make, you know, that kind of interim moment of like producing the thing, a moment of learning, a moment of exchange, a learning of dialogue with the community. So it's almost like open studios, but, you know, <laughs> uh, installation of an exhibition. And so I think, you know, it's not just visual artists that should apply in my opinion, right? Like I'm thinking of folks that maybe have, you know, a background in um, performance art and they're interested in doing something that has a bit of an embodied element to it, right? That, you know, maybe there is a, a moment where you walk by and you see someone, you know, doing movements and gestures and that's a way to invite someone into CAW to then see something that's maybe more traditionally visual art, right? And so I think, as Anne said, we're totally open to what we might see. And I think we're learning through this open call what people are interested in seeing in CAW, right? So I think it's a bit of uh, not give and take. It's a dialogue um, around the ideas themselves. And so, mm -hmm. I, you know, I would hope we see a diversity of folks apply um, at all levels of experience. Um, because I think the other thing that is part of this is, you know, that we'll be working hand in hand with the artists, right? So it's not just dropping someone in a space with a hammer and a nail. <laughs> it's the idea that, you know, we're there and we're there to be thought partners and to be in dialogue about how you're doing, what you're doing and why you're doing it. So the answer is like, let's see, but it's not closed. The, the open call is certainly open. Oh, I love it. And so as I read the, because uh, uh, I'm on your website, the, the uh, Creative Arts Workshop site, and it's all there, right? How to apply and all the mm -hmm. things. And, and it talks about the selected artists will receive a $750 stipend to cover materials and the creation of the work and the participation in an online program, and then direct support from guest curators, the blog fund, and 
CAW staff with the marketing, installation, development, and programming of exhibition. So to me, this sounds like an artist's dream. Like this sounds, and I don't, I don't know about this part of of uh, of art installation, um, but I do know that I hear artists all the time who feel left out, and this sounds very welcoming and inviting. And you know, they're not left to your point, Nico, with just a hammer and a nail and like go do your little thing. So how important is that to make artists feel welcome and supported? It's everything. Yeah. Me. Uh, Not to oversimplify it, but it is everything. And I think one of the ways, what I hear is artists often are asked to do things for free, uncompensated, Mm. unrecognized, Drop your drop your work off and and then come pick it up when it's over, um, and that's a gross exaggeration. But I think that we tried to lead um, from the very beginning about access. So this is a fee free open call, and that's worth remarking on a little bit because a lot of open calls you have to pay a fee to enter to be considered, wow. and that is a huge barrier for a lot of artists. And so I decided when I started at CAW that we would remove that flat. Um, and we have. And then the the notion that, and the stipend um, of $750 is real. It's, to me, it's not sufficient, but but we're building something. Um, and that depends on, on funding. Um, but it's a recognition of the value of the artist's time and of work, um, not just producing the work, but participating in a in a conversation about it. I love it. So, so Nico, I, I'm I'm intrigued by the performative part um, because I, I don't I don't know if that ever gets uh, in these kinds of conversations when these artist calls come out. Usually, we're always thinking about mixed media visual arts kind of thing so this is this is this opens the the channel i think a bit wider for folks so talk a little bit about that thinking are you going to apply babs <laughs> you know i have a i have a thought okay yeah well i mean so i think so there's a couple ways i'll answer this you know, I teach and I've taught, you know, in MFA and BFA programs for like the last decade or so. And I think the distinction of genre, it, it's not real for a lot of people, right? Like I think academies, institutions, you know, the art market make it real in the way that, you know, painting is like fetishized and coveted, but people aren't out here trying to buy a performance or like know how to support a performance, right? But the artists making the work are often kind of moving between different modes of production, right? So it's not, I think nowadays, the easiest way to say this is I think there's less pure fill in the blank, right? So like pure sculptors, like a sculptor's sculptor, a painter's painter. I think a lot of people are kind of by any means necessary (laughs) getting their ideas into the world, right? And by that, I also mean by any materials accessible and like, you know, in support of the idea. And so, yeah, I think limiting a call to a certain kind of work excludes the majority of artists that are making work today. And so I think by leaving it open and having it, you know, understanding that CAW has a visual arts mandate, right? And that there are resources in support of that. 
but that it also has a mandate in service of creative community and that that encompasses so much more than what we might make in like a 2D or even, you know, a 3D space. And so, yeah, I think in general, it's just us being open and again, seeing what what comes to us and understanding the limit of our ability to support it. Because I think that's real, right? Like, and, you know, and I do not have the background of supporting like a full theatrical production in the window. So that's probably not what we're trying to do. <laughs> You know, I'm just being real, right? I think it's like, but being open to the fact that someone <laughs> might describe what they do as performance, um, even though it has a visual component. And so, yeah, I think it's a moment of learning for all of us, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. So just an aside, our charter, Creative Arts Workshop Charter, allows for the performing arts. Oh, Is that really cool? <laughs> Not kidding. We, yeah. I mean, for 61 years, we've pursued the visual arts, but our charter says visual and performing. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's yes. great. Because it's such a great space over there. It's like it's such a great space. And I, 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 I love going by it. So how do you measure, Nico and Anne, success of an exhibition of this sort? How do you do that in an arts connotation? How do you do that? I, I don't know how you do that. So what is, how do you know? success yeah oh okay so i think let me lead this and this will be fun um i think one of the things that we're seeing in this whole thing is the deinstitutionalizing of this process and that's part of the beauty of us in this project together in partnership because i represent even though i'm a visual artist way in my spare time. I'm really, I represent the institution, right? But Nico's bringing the creative side. So as an institution person with my hat on, I look at how many people um, apply and what the variety is that, uh, you know, in the applications. I'm going to look at how many people um, come to the exhibition, whether they look through the window or they go inside, we still need to figure that out. You know, I also have my my office window looks out on the street. And so I watch people all day engage <laughs> with the work from outside. And so that's a, you know, I could count them and spend all day counting them, but I will note it anecdotally. And that means success. If they stop, if they step towards it, to me, that's a measure of success. I love so, it. And I would, I would just add to that because I think, you know, for me, the answer is really simple. It's like that artists feel seen and supported in the process, right? And I think that's like the at the core of everything else that I might say, which is like, it's not successful if artists don't actually understand the platform to be the thing that we've designed it to be, right? Which is to put their voice, their ideas, their visions at the center of the work that is, you know, the currency of both the building fund and CAW, right? And so I think finding ways to figure out if that's the truth <laughs> is like, yeah you know, kind of core to what I imagine the immediate work um, following the exhibition would be. And then I think support. And I mean that both in terms of, you know, we've applied for some grants to kind of try and do this thing together longer term. If we get it, that's like a form of success, right? Because it's uh, a belief in the idea and a belief in our ability to execute it. But I also mean support in terms of, you know, what Anne said about people actually coming and engaging with the process, not just the finished product of seeing art in the window or on the wall. And so 
those are things that are pretty easy, I think, to measure, you know, quantitatively. And I think qualitatively, it's Anne looking out her window, you know, it's me and Niall, like, walking by every day with coffee, <laughs> you know. And so I think, yeah, I think oftentimes it's hard for people to really judge the qualitative piece unless you're there in an embodied way every day. Um, and so I think that's, you know, what's so beautiful about Anne's investment in this partnership is that she will be there every day and she will be looking. And that's pretty rare, right? Like, I don't think that you can assume an institution would do that level of kind of investigation into, into the success. So, um, yeah, we're excited. I love it. So when you, when we, when we, uh, we, that's, that's one part of success, but when you talk about this moving forward, do you do it next year? Do you do it the year after? Does it become part of the arts landscape? You know, that people look forward to this, to this, exhibition every year do you connect with other art serving organizations to do this in a bigger scale like is there a dream a bigger dream to this yes <laughs> um so do i dare say the aspiration at least for a three-year period nico you tell me yeah say it be free so as we developed, um, well, Nico referenced, we have some fundraising um, asks out there already. And so we had to think, we had to think ahead and we had to aspire. And so what we've aspired to is a three-year partnership where if we're successful in this um, endeavor, and we will be, I believe, um, and it it has its own momentum. You know, when you lean forward, you keep leaning forward and you move forward. And so we hope that the next thing emerges and the next thing would include an exhibition and some pop-ups and work created by artists at CAW, then coming into the gallery and putting it up. It includes, and this is where I'm going to hand it off to you, Nico, how it in, might intersect with the work that you did at the Dorsky. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it, it, if we're able to like see this three-year container as both a way to experiment, but also a way to really produce, as you're saying, Babs, like a consistent culture, right? That people know and are excited to drop in and be a part of on a regular basis. Like that's the dream. The dream is that, you know, we do this thing, three years is just a grant term, right? That's like how we got to three, but forever, right? <laughs> Um, you know, I think it's easy to talk about manageable bite size, you know, amount of time. And so, yeah, I think, you know, also speaking to your question around partnerships, I think is the idea that we know that the artist projects would be enriched with support from other local arts and cultural organizations. And especially because Freedom Dreams draws roots from the literary arts. We're also thinking about, you know, partnering with literary arts organizations in New Haven, right? And mm -hmm. I think when I think about access and when I think about the ways that art, even in the way we're trying to design it, can still be inaccessible for folks because it's still like, I'm looking at a thing and I don't understand it, right? Like, ugh, I want to understand it, but like, it does something to me, I got to go. Um, thinking about the ways that we can also open other doors into the project and that the literary arts, you know, is the door that for our communities feels much more accessible at times, right? And so, um, yeah, I think we're excited to kind of continue imagining that all of that in partnership with other folks um, as some of these dollars come in, you know? 
I I want to ask do you, you know, as you're writing these grants and 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 um putting your hat out there for funds, um, is this still a good time for art serving organizations, artists? Is this is the money out there? Do you see it? Is it is it real? <laughs> I see it. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I believe so. And um, we just, we got our first um, indication that this is a, a great idea and worth funding and that there may be more out there. The City of New Haven's Neighborhood Cultural Vitality Grant Program invested in this project. Yay. And we just found out what last week. Yep. Yeah. And and so would you say, Nico and Ann, that a city that has a strong arts engagement, I mean, we know New Haven is quite known for civic engagement, right? Like people, I mean, we, you know, we've got nonprofits and self as, as serving organizations every other block. But you overlay that with the thriving arts community that's building itself. I mean, do I mean I how, how do you how do you say to the to the to the citizens of New Haven and people that make the decisions about where money goes, that mm-hmm. art is important and it it is about a quality of life. At least that's how I I sort of frame this out when I'm talking in my arts council hat that art is important to the quality of life of its citizens. How do y'all frame that conversation? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I think um it's like show don't tell for me right like I think it's like you could say it up the wazoo but for people <laughs> to actually like believe you they have to experience it and enjoy it and want to have it and to come back over and over and over again right and so that goes back to the culture building piece which you know I think yeah we ha- there's some work to do in New Haven as you said I think there's like so many organizations so many different served communities through those organizations but whether or not it's linked um, and they're linked under the umbrella of a broader culture of like, you know, this is what you might be able to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in New Haven is, you know, it's a different, it's a different question and how the arts play into that is, you know, a very different question. And so, yeah, I think part of it is like, you know, what we hope to do in this project is connecting people with their own creativity, right? And I think that's a way of show, don't tell. Um, which is instead of being like, look at this amazing art object, it's like, look at the process and the person that make this amazing thing. Look at how similar you are to this person in ways you might've never known and look at your own creativity and understand what you might be able to go out and build or do or make. Um, And so I think that plus time (laughs) equals the culture that we're after, right? It's like, this is a a long-term investment we're making um, and a belief that New Haven's gonna show up and participate because without it, it, you know, it's just us in the window doing things that we think are important, right? <laughs> and so, I think, yeah, like that's not that's not the vision. Uh, if yeah, I could add to that, I would say show and tell. I have I, my background is in arts research, and so I know that people who have access to money to give out. Um, often work in the metrics area. They need metrics in order to justify, right? So I know economic impact of the arts inside and out. I know that you need to count, right? You need to count people. You need to count participation. 
and start to make a case for increased investment. I think people will respond and that groundswell of participation is really critical. And then we need to be storytellers to the folks who have money yeah. and make that connection for them in the language they understand, right? And I'm thinking in particular about legislators, but um, but so Babs, that's a different conversation with the Arts Council hat on um, that we can talk about sometime. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So let me tell people, um, if you want more information about this, you need to get your little selves to the creativeartsworkshop.org site. And it's laid out like it. the, the story is, I mean, it, it's, there's enough information that you can just pour over it. And, and it gives you the dates and the timeline um, and interest, uh, interested artists should submit their proposals along with, you know, all the things. So, um, so there's a, there's a, uh, a list of things that timelines and deadlines, stuff like that. So I, if people are interested and I hope people are, and I listen, this town is full of artists um, that are finally coming up to the surface, which is a beautiful thing to see. Um, and I think this is a good idea and I want to support it as best I can. So we appreciate uh, that a lot. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. you are supporting yeah. it and having us here with you today. Thank you. Yeah, I know. And people are very excited about this conversation this morning. I got to tell you. So okay. I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad uh, and that it'll, it'll, this is what will happen. Artists will tell other artists or people will tell other artists or grandmothers will tell their artists' grandchildren about this, right? Like that's how the circle of, of, of connection goes. You know, people will tell one another and it'll, it'll circulate through the community and everybody will be whispering. So, so this is good. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, thank you. All right. So the, so the doors are open uh, for open call. They started, what, November 21st. Mm -hmm. They've got until December 31st, I think. That's right. That's right. To, uh, yeah. to, to get it together and think about the dream um, and what that means to them, the freedom of this and what this means to them, and then submit to y'all. And I, I, I trust y'all have a, a wide cast of characters who will look at all this and say, yay, nay, yay, yes. So. Yeah. And okay. be as, as, you know, in dialogue with folks around the decision as we can. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad y'all could come on this morning. I will keep my eye on this and whatever we could do to help here on the station, you let me know. Thank you so much. It's Thank been fun. you. I, I appreciate y'all so much. You don't know. I love y'all very much. Love you, Babs. So I want to see love this you, grow and develop. And so, yeah. Yay. Yay. All right. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your day. Have a good weekend. And I'll see you out here in these art streets in no time all right. at all. Cool. That's right. Thanks. See you Friday. Bye. Kiss my boy. I will. Bye. I'll see y'all later. Thank you, Bye. Harry. All right. Merry Christmas. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday. Listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. 